All right, one hour to go for the year 2023 on the Mason and Ireland show, and uh, we're going to lead you into a best of of Sedano and Cap at 4 o'clock. But before I get to what I wanted to talk about, I was uh, perousing, Momo, your social media. <laughs> and are you going through some type of a midlife crisis? Did, it... did you go on in like an eat, pray, love, getaway? Explain it. What, <laughs> what the hell am I looking at here? So what? I've been trying to get back in shape. Okay. Because, you know, you have two kids and you're, sure. like, you know, you're, mid, you're mid-40s and stuff. So it's like... My, I'm doing this offense, not defense thing, right? Like that's how you, the, the only way to approach middle age is offense, not defense. Got to get ahead of it. Um, and so, like, I don't know, my trainer that I've been working out with, she was like, I wish you could come on our retreat. We're going to Costa Rica. And I was like, yeah, maybe. And then I just Had decided you ever to, been to Costa Rica? No, I've never, never been. And I don't really but know Laura, have you ever been? that well. I wish. Brian? Yeah. Yeah. No, I Mason's wish. been. Everybody yeah. that goes says it's great. it's great. Did you love it? I loved it. And it was so it was so interesting. I go, this is totally an out of remote experience. I'm like hanging out with people I kind of know. Like we kind of work out with each other, but it was fun. And they also have, they sort of don't know who I am either. Like they don't really know me. No, nobody. They're not into sports. Not media, into sports. So, yeah. Like they don't want to talk about the Lakers. They don't need to know any inside stuff. So like then we got back and I'm in their photos and apparently like one of my friends now we're all friends now because you go on a retreat like right. this you're like friends right and she's like oh did you go on a trip with Momo and he, they they have no idea that I'm like a sports person yeah, or whatever apparently her friend Mike is like now I have to shout him out on the radio and all. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It was fun. Uh, I, I, it was. It was such. Would a, you go again? Oh, hundred percent. Would you go on another? I like want to go every love year now. Retreat? Yeah, we did. Some, we did the breathing workshop. We did some. I went right. zip lining. I, I have traipsing through the jungle and swam in a waterfall. I'm like, what is happening to me right here? I have a friend. Just kind of have to go with it, though. So right? think about this. I have a friend <laughs> who talks more than I do. Yeah, she's female, but she talks more than I do. She's married to a good buddy of mine, and she goes on a retreat every year and it's a silence retreat. Oh no. Yeah, no. For oh, eight, hell no. For eight days, she doesn't say a word to anybody else. And she's a huge talker. And I'm like, why would you do that? She goes, it's just it gives me it grounds yeah. me. It gives me peace of mind. And I, I I'm like, no way. Yeah. I couldn't do it. I couldn't well I will say this. Two of the nights we were there, it was super windy in Costa Rica and the power went out. So we're like super dark in the jungle in Costa Rica for a couple of nights there. That was challenging because i was by myself in a room by myself and i was like it's like me and my cell phone and i put on a podcast and and there was a flashlight in the room but it's like howling wind and normally i would have been really scared but for whatever reason i think maybe i'm like caught up in whatever we were doing there and i was fine how long did you uh did you go for five days wow like i kind of just like i kind of just like Left all my responsibilities at home and completely went off in another world for five days. It was very weird for me, but I loved it. All right, let me clean something up from earlier in the show. <laughs> okay. Now that you've shouted out Mike yeah. and all the other people from your eat, pray, love routine. I know. We, uh, we, we definitely eat. We ate. I don't know that we prayed, but we did some breath work, so that that qualifies. Okay. And there was, a, there was like group hugs, so it qualifies there as love. Well. Yeah. Okay. So this is from earlier in the show. None of you, if I remember correctly- Brian, you don't believe that Al Michaels has never eaten a vegetable, right? right. I, don't I don't believe, believe it. Laura, yeah. you don't believe it either? Hell no. I actually do believe it. We found the clip of him explaining this. Here's Al. That is true. That is true. I was born when my parents were 18, and my mother hadn't even read Dr. Spock at that point. So she just let me have the, the, the run of the, uh, of the course. And uh, <laughs> I always pushed the vegetables away. 
to this day, no. And I guess what I've proven, Chris, is that man does not need vegetables to survive. But is it, is it just possible <laughs> that you would like, I'm thinking of one of the more non-objectionable vegetables, a carrot? Oh, please. please. A carrot? No, a ca- no, that's an objectionable vegetable. I mean, I was, <laughs> really? What? I mean, how would you know? You've never tasted it. I look at it. I just don't even like the wow. look of it. <laughs> and I surmise what it might taste like in terms of the texture of it. I think a lot of it probably has to do with, it just doesn't look like something that would go down well. All right. You you guys wow. are all still out? Yeah, out. I'm still out. Not, that didn't change your minds at all? No, I just Mm-mm. think there's vegetables in a lot of things that he doesn't realize there's yep. vegetables right, in. Right, exactly. That part. Okay. Um, there's vegetables <laughs> in bread sometimes. Yeah. There's like... They put stuff in it. Well, can't we say he's never knowingly eaten a okay. vegetable? Yeah, that's yeah. fine. Yeah, that's I mean, he goes to eat out at Toscana all the time. Yes. You don't I've think there's there. some vegetable? You don't think there's some butternut squash raviolis that he's ever had? Maybe. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, but I, I think- in the lasagna, they didn't they didn't slip in some eggplant here and there, some some onions. Um, maybe that's not. A, I don't on. know. It's uh, probably uh, had zucchini right. noodles. Doesn't yeah, even know. Yeah, I don't even know. Okay, let me get to this other thing. <laughs> um. I really, really like Becky Hammond. I do, too. I like her a lot. Um, I've never met her. I have covered her. I was in Las Vegas the year she led the Spurs Summer League team, um, which had Kyle Anderson on it, to the Summer League title. And I know we know a lot of the same people. Yeah. You actually know her, right? I've You've done shows with her. With her okay. And at first, I think she's great it on took TV. me about five shows to crack her. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like when you're like, okay, I've uh, now you're you're cool with me. Like you you're not like persona. Yeah. And and when you get to know her and when she drops the guard cuz she's got a look. Right. Like she when she like stares you. Yeah, she's a coach. Well, she's the coach of Las Vegas. And Aces. when you get her going and you're like, I'm a little bit scared of you. <laughs> like yeah. I you're actually, a little bit like that. I've actually talked to enough people that I'm convinced she could coach an NBA. Team. I I kind of am too. Um, I mean, I, to takes, be honest, it, like she's She's she, amazing. Like right. when you talk to her, she, like and she was a great player herself. Yeah. She was like, that's why I was so stunned when she said this the other day on NBA Today. I don't know if you were on that show or not. I was but, not. I was in Costa Rica on my Eat, Pray, Love retreat. Okay. Okay. But here's <laughs> Becky with an observation that I could not disagree more about. If your best player is small, you're not winning. John Stockton, Allen Iverson, Steve Nash, you could go down the list. Steph, Steph Curry, Curry. <laughs> is the only. He's not that small. He's like six three. But he's but also though, I mean, he's <laughs> the greatest shooter to ever walk the planet. He's he's in an, he's in a good outlier. Class. Okay. Isaiah Thomas is another one. Okay. All right. Go ahead. This this started as a conversation about Jalen Brunson. Yes. Okay. Who is killing it for the Knicks? Here's why I'm surprised that Becky said it. And then maybe one day, since you know her, one day you can get her on the show and we can we can have some fun with her. Because I oh, I, I'm sure she would love to talk more about this. Have you seen the New York papers since she said this? Oh, uh, they're just killing her, killing her. Oh, then, okay. she, then she probably won't do it. Yeah, but, but it's okay. I I have a take. Um, I I actually think that Becky must have been not paying attention, or maybe she was in her own season or didn't know in 2007. Tony Parker was the NBA Finals MVP, and he was the smallest player in the Spurs. And I'm sure if Becky were here, she would say, yeah, but he had Tim Duncan. That's not what you said. You said if your best player is small. The best player in the Finals, by definition, is the Finals MVP. Tony Parker was unguardable. Nobody could check that dude. 
Isaiah Thomas, as you point out, nobody could check that dude. Have you seen the Sacramento Kings play this year? De'Aaron Fox is the best player on I the Kings. I think he's bigger, though. But wait a minute. She Any says if, you're sm- if your first player is small, he's the smallest starter they have. Okay. Okay. But he's like 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, right. But he's he's the yeah. shortest starter. Jalen Brunson is what? 6'1", 6'2"? Yeah, he's like my height. Yeah. I'm, I'm between 6'1". Six six, yeah. But Jalen Brunson's a baller. Like and, I mean, she, and, and the, in Becky's defense, yeah. because I don't, again, I like her and I don't want to kill her. Um, she said this is not specifically about Jalen Brunson, and she loves the way that Jalen Brunson balls out. But she says, I stand by what I said. If he's your best player, you're not winning the title. I just disagree with her. How about you? I mean, it's a little like when Barkley was killing the Warriors and said, and he know, turned out to be shooting wrong. teams, you can't win. It turned out to be wrong. I think there was a larger conversation about Jalen Brunson in whether he's a 1A or not. Right? Yeah, he is. You know how when... Mm, you disagree. I think he is a great player, but I think he's not a 1A. He's a 1B, which is still really good. But, like, Giannis is a 1A. Embiid is a 1A. Jason Tatum. Okay. There's probably, we were just doing our list of all NBA. Did you have Jalen Brunson on that? I think he'll be considered, but I think he's going to get aced out because okay. of so, oh, those great So if you're not guys. all NBA. Well, would you, let me just ask you. Would you put Jalen Brunson ahead of De'Aaron Fox? Would you put him ahead of Tyrese Halliburton? Would I would you put, put him, him ahead of both those guys because, well, uh, no. Put him in a booker? No. So, I know. Luke and Steph are going to be. That's what I'm saying. You know, and, and like, you know, there's no way you're putting him ahead of SGA. He's no. the best small guard in the league. Yeah. So I, I, I know what she's saying. Also, and this is a very big point. Becky's short, too. Right. She pointed that. <laughs> no, she made that and point. And I am short, too. Yeah. Okay. So, like, like as short people, we can talk about these things. All right. You want, you want your music while you go on this rant? Go ahead. I mean, Brian, this is it. like. A little bit taller. I wish it was a baller. I wish I had a girl who looked good who I would call her. Wish I had a rabbit and a hat with a bat and a six four impala. There this is our song. Hey. Yes. So I mean, if you are short, you get to talk about short people things. Okay? okay. Like I am short. I can talk about this. Becky is short. Do you she believe played her whole she's... career in the WNBA. Right, she knows what it's like to be short. If you know, do you think a team who's... She wouldn't have said it if it wasn't like well, what Brian she believed. Brian Winhorst was sitting next to her, and he backed her up. He said, if you study the history of the NBA, she's right. But I would disagree with Brian. I, I watched... If you study, you could name like five. Well, wait a minute. I, <laughs> I watched name like five. The Detroit... There's 75 years. I watched the Detroit Pistons bad boys. Isaiah Thomas was the best player okay, on that team. there's one. Right. Give me another one. <laughs> Tony Parker, 2007. Okay, Right, but I'm just saying she's she's saying she said it as an absolute. Okay, an absolute. Okay, we're we're splitting hairs here. I the jump shooting teams generally don't win championships. It's just the Warriors, Warriors are do. historically great. There's always an outlier. Laura, what do you think? Do you think you can win an NBA title if your best player is small? Mm, you can. So. It is theoretically it's possible, difficult. but it's an outlier. Yeah. Because look. The Warriors with Steph Curry. You know why Steph Curry wins? He's a historically great shooter, and he's got Draymond as his defender. Like, you need a big. Because when they would play in the finals, Steph wasn't the MVP. Andre Iguodala was the MVP. Kevin Durant was the MVP. The Cavs, he, Steph was the MVP when they won two years ago. Two years ago. Yeah. But the, during that first run in the finals, they would just out-physical him. They would, they would right. rough him up. They would make it very difficult for him to do Steph Curry things. And I think in a seven-game series in the finals, like it's it, she's getting crushed for it because she said this about this guy in New York, Jalen. Br- By the way, if you ask Jalen Brunson, 
what he he un, Jalen knows he's short. Okay, like right. I know I'm short. We don't. <laughs> yeah, like, we don't need people she, telling us. Yeah, like we mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. the challenges of being short, especially like, men. They know. They know. They like, know. And he, but he has Jalen Brunson should absolutely be an All Star. I think he should be All NBA this year. I think he and I respect him so much because he what he wanted to go to the Knicks. Yeah. And he's like, balling it. And he's, he's balling. He's playing and, great. And they, but the Knicks are saving their cap space and they're saving their draft picks to trade for another superstar. Um, which they may do. So which they may do. They, that's something to keep an eye on. Okay, coming up next. Sorry. Um, if you're, I wasn't as good as yours. I know. If you're a manager, if you're in charge of people, there is, and this, hap- this has happened at every place I've ever worked, including here. Managers manage too much. They micromanage. Yeah. And it's happening at CNN. And Ooh. I'll explain coming up. And I also need your guys' advice on something. I have a uh, I have a life question, that, uh, and I don't know how to play it, so I'm going to lean on the three of you. Mason in Ireland, Momo in for Mace, ESPN LA. Uh, good song, Brian. Uh, (laughs) All right, Mason in Ireland. Momo is in for Mace. And um, all right, let me start with this. Stephen Colbert was interviewing Anderson Cooper and Andy Cohen, who co-host New Year's Eve on CNN. And last year, New Year's Eve had a new president, a guy named Chris Licht. He's no longer there. He's been fired. Good. And Chris Lick, that, that this is he the one who did this? Yes, Chris Licks and it sent down an edict that said no drinking on New Year's Eve. Boo. Now, boo, major. I boo. saw. I know. Yeah. Here's the thing. If you're a manager, you know he he's no longer managing CNN. Colbert asked. He had those guys, Anderson Cooper and Andy Cohen, on. And I'm a big Andy Cohen fan. Said, "Are you guys going to be allowed to drink this year?" And they said, "You'll have to tune in to see." So I think they are going to be allowed to drink. But why, if you were a manager at CNN, would you ever tell your team, stop drinking? Apparently, Chris Lick felt like it is, it's embarrassing to our credibility. What does Chris Lick or any other manager think people are doing on New Year's Eve? Right. Everyone's celebrating. I mean, generally Everyone speaking, who drinks is drinking. I generally why wouldn't think you that let those guys they're drink? They're not talking about normal CNN things. Correct. Like we're not you're not covering the war right now. You're not in Ukraine and you're you're in Times Square. The whole point of that show of the New Year's Eve special is to let loose, is to just embrace the new year. I mean, I that was like my go-to show. I used to love it when Anderson Cooper and Kathy Griffin who hosted. Right. And then she got canceled for some stuff and then yeah. now it became Andy Cohen and and there and that that's a great pairing too, um, and I, I I love that show. Don Lemon, oh my gosh, he's lit. Right, he's lit and all it's the time. Fun to it's watch fun. those people let their hair down. I so appre- yeah, I, that's the whole point of that is that they're normally so serious. Right, and and by the way, <laughs> it's when people let their guard down and are less serious yeah. that TV gets really good. Why do you think morning shows are so popular? Because people act like themselves. Yeah, and you know, there's a place for serious news. On New Year's Eve in Times Square is not the place. Yeah, let them drink. You guys are dopes for any for if if you issue an edict that says they can't drink on New Year's Eve, they should they you should absolutely. I mean, maybe and not Andy the Cohen, other times. Andy Cohen's really funny he when he is. drinks. Too. He's funny anyway, but right. I mean, he kind of you know, drinks on my, his show. That's my guilty pleasure. I know. I've been twice to the to watch what ha- watch yeah. what happens live. Yeah, it's awesome. You have 
that's you don't have just one guilty pleasure, John. Yeah. Well, no. I feel like you have a lot of guilty pleasures. They are all like shows you wouldn't think a guy like me would watch. Yeah, but you know, I, I have like seven or eight of them. At this point, I think we all think you would watch them. Yes. Good to know. <laughs> all right. You know, I have a serious dilemma that I want to ask the three of you about. Okay. okay? So. Went to a Christmas party the other night. Ran into a good friend of mine who I hadn't seen in a long time. Yeah. Okay. Love this guy. Right? Great guy. Big fan of his. So my intentions are completely good here. Okay. But I don't know what I should do. I'm scared. Okay. He's he's probably 50. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Maybe, yeah, he's between 45 and 50, or maybe 50. Okay. Um. Since I last saw him, and I haven't seen him in a while, he's probably gained 75 pounds. Mm. Um, I am worried because he's an active guy. He's a big guy, former football yeah. player. I'm worried that he's going to have a heart attack. I mean, like it's, it's, a, it's a noticeable weight gain right. to the point where I know he knows. Yes, he does. That he has a problem. But I feel like as somebody that cares about him, that I should I should say something, bring it up, maybe say how can I help, or do I just drop it? Brian, what do you think? Don't bring it up at all. Ooh, or that's tough. coming coming from I, I I and again I want to stress this. I'm coming from a place of affection. I I genuinely like this guy. All right, I, I want to see him healthy. I got it for you. I all right. What do you do? He already knows. He already probably feels really bad about it. I okay. I agree with all that. So what I would do is I would reconnect. Not bring it up at first, yeah. but then talk about how you're going through something similar or you're trying to stay in shape or you're whatever, you know, I've been working or I was on the show with Momo and she's talking about how she's, you know, trying to lose weight and get back in shape or, you know, whatever. Do something to bring up the topic, but not make it about him. I like then that. let's see what he says. Okay. I think if it were you. Yeah. If you gain seventy five pounds, oh god! <laughs> I know you. Yeah. I know you well enough. Where I think I would say something, even though I know you. But we know. see each other every day. This is somebody you haven't seen yeah, in years. Correct, Laura. What do you think? This is tough. Um, I just think. Well, you've talked openly about that you used to be a lot heavier, right? And I would assume, even when people came at you with good intentions, mm-hmm. did that tick you off a little bit? No. You were okay with it. I if was, you knew if the if it you just knew added their, to the shame spiral. Their heart was in the right place. You <laughs> right? Were, Did you, it just you appreciated add to the shame them. Spiral? You're like, I know. Sharing that concern or no? Yeah, so I think it, it there's levels, right? Yeah. There's levels to things. And for me it was it was a drastic thing. And there's a way of saying things too. So I have family members that would like do little jokes or little things and I knew they were coming out of a good place. You but knew the they delivery, cared about you. but the yeah. delivery wasn't there, and I think that's the key. Is it's not what you say, it's how you say it. So delivery is important. Would so, you Would you say if you were me, would you say anything? I would because you care about this person. Right. It's how you say it, and at the moment you're saying it. There's just, again, you got to pick your spots. To Momo's point, you haven't seen this person in a while, so the reconnection there is key because you need to build that, you know, that glue again because yeah. you know them. But you haven't seen them like that in a long time. So just kind of, hey, how are you? Hey, what's up? You know, just like those little don't things. Don't lead with it. Yeah, don't yeah. lead with it. Yeah. Brian, you wouldn't say anything. Probably not. I, okay. Only if it was like a you know, very good buddy that I haven't seen in a long time. Like we joke like that kind of a deal. Then I would no, say we've never had a com- We've never had a conversation about weight. I'll, yeah, I'll, 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 I'll probably would leave it alone. Hmm. All right. 
I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, I will I say this. Bring it up and see what he says. I will share, say. Share my picture. Be like, oh my God, you know, this girl that I work with. Yeah, but then I'm then I'm like, then I'm not shaming him. I don't think I, so. I don't know. That's, yeah, I, don't, I, do I, I literally don't know what to do. Maybe you can just do. talk about how hard it is for you to work out on the road. I will or... say this. There was a, Mason and I have a mutual friend that gained a ton of weight during COVID. Yeah. And we, Mason and I went back and forth as to whether, and we really liked this guy. And Mason and I went back and forth as to whether or not we should offer to help him and go to him and say, hey, everybody's been in this weird space with the pandemic. We've noticed you've gained a few pounds. It, it, we're worried about your health. We, we would love to help you if that's possible. Would, would you be interested in any outside help? And we decided against it. We didn't do it because we thought it would really hurt the guy's feelings. And that guy... On, on his own, obviously with no help from us, yeah. has lost all the weight. He looks great right yeah. now. So maybe maybe the smart move is to say nothing. I don't know. It's tough. It's, yeah. it's a really tough thing. Okay. When we, um, when we come back, um, there is a radical idea circling the NFL that I would do in a heartbeat, but I don't know if most people would agree with me. I'll tell you what the idea is coming up but first let me tell you one more time about iSpot Active. iSpot Active if you've never heard me talk about this is wearable cryotherapy. So if you're somebody who goes to a cryo chamber like I used to all the time and paid 50 to 75 bucks every time I did it, uh you need to go to this website, iSpotActive.com. I C E B O D active.com. Instead of paying 50 to 75 dollars every time you go to cryo, you buy these shirts or these pants from iSpot Active and it works just as well. They make form-fitting compression with custom-sized pockets that have flexible gel packs that fit around your sore joints and problem areas. If you're active, if you play tennis, pickleball, golf, soccer, basketball, football, if you're a runner, put this in your arsenal. You can do what you love every day. It's a great holiday gift. If you miss somebody for the holidays, you want to get them something, try this. There's a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't like it, if they don't like it, you just send it back. You get all your money back. Inventory is going fast, so get yours today again at that website, icebodactive.com. When you go there, you'll see that Hall of Famer James Worthy swears by this stuff. And I'm going to give you a coupon code. If you use this coupon code from now until the end of the year, you get 20% off of anything you buy. Use this coupon code, LA710. LA710 till the end of the year. Everybody I've turned on to this stuff absolutely loves it. Get yours today at icebodactive.com. I-C-E-B-O-D active.com. All right, Mason and Ireland, we got about 30 minutes left, and uh, it's Momo's game today for Game of Games. Those games are either really good or really bad. Uh, there's never any in between. What do you think it'll be today? Uh, it's okay. Okay. It's so that, that tells me that it might be bad. <laughs> Laura, are you recruiting other Game of Game players for later? I think Trish is running around so here somewhere. So we have Graham from the Funny oh, Game Department. Yeah. And if Trish is still here, I will personally deliver her over here. Um, <laughs> so I made, when I was trying to remember the words to, if you joined us late, I uh, I basically did, Ramona challenged me to rap to lose yourself. And I used to be able to do it pretty good. I did okay. I, I thought I, you did, did great. Good. Yeah. Um, but great. I tried it on Graham. I, right before the show, I went to him, I go, I haven't done this in like seven or eight years. Let me try it. 
and so he he was my uh, he was my tackling dummy. He then uh, so I appreciated him putting up with me. I he I I tried it on him twice, and I did okay, not great. But it worked out. You fine. got all the way till the end till you missed a, a verse. Yeah, I couldn't remember that. And it, you did it without the music. Yeah, yeah. which I is actually, harder without the music. Yeah, I think it's harder. Um, but okay, I want to run this idea by you guys. This is a radical idea, but I kind of like it. Would the NFL? Anybody is anybody here? May, Mason's not here. Mason would be a good person to ask this to because he's a season ticket holder. Would the NFL be smart, Momo, mm-hmm. to flex every game after week eight? It would kind of screw season ticket holders yeah, because, you know, you make your plans yeah. and you say, "I." but here's a little secret. Mm-hmm. What drives the economy of a sports league is TV. It's not ticket sales. I mean, they do make money, particularly in the NFL taking care of their fans, and they'll never admit that their fans inside the stadium are not a priority. But they're really not. What the priority is is TV. Yeah. So nobody wants a nationally televised game between New England and Carolina. No. Um, So, you know, take, for example, last night, that Monday night game was the game everyone wanted. It just kind of worked out that way. Right. But should the leagues consider – flexing every game after week eight. So we have Thursday night football. The, the, the national exclusives are Thursday night football, Sunday night football, and Monday night football. Those three games. Shouldn't the best three games go into those slots? Yeah. I, I mean, I, and I again, think a, I know it would probably, screw the season ticket holders. It would. I think the Monday night and Thursday night are harder because that changes all your travel plans. Right. But I'm saying you would give everybody a couple of weeks' notice. Yeah. But. And also, you could also, like. Right allow... now, I think Sunday night football has flex scheduling, but that's the only thing that has. Yeah. It. I wonder if you could give, like, a, almost an in between where you could give Amazon the Thursday night uh, three flexes a year. After week eight or something. Right. Or you could give ESPN, you know, three flexes a year after. By the way, Laura sent me a note today that blew my mind. Eight. Do I have this right? Eight straight upsets on Monday Night Football? Wow. Yeah. Um, That's crazy. Including again last night. San Francisco was favored. Is it actual win-loss or against the spread? No. It's win. The the underdog has won eight weeks in a row. Huh. The favorite has lost for eight consecutive weeks on Monday Night Football, which is great for the ratings. Yeah. Um, but you're still getting teams that are dogs in these nationally televised games. Yeah, I know. Poor now, there would, be a little, there would be a little blowback. Um, I know a friend of mine, I have a friend that works really high up at Fox. He's in the, he's in yeah. the meetings. And, you know, for example. I like that he's in the meetings. Yeah. Um, and... <laughs> One of Room one of the things happens. one of the things they pay top dollar for is that exclusive late game window that they call America's Game of the Week. Yeah. So they're not going to voluntarily give up every single game after a week. They they want some protections there. Uh-huh. So you would have to do this. You'd have to do this intelligently and say, okay, Fox has one veto if anybody tries to 
pull a game yeah. from them after week eight. Like, let's say they have a game that, like when Tom Brady went back to New England, yeah. you know, they don't want to give that game up. That's their national game. That's where they send Burkhart and Greg Olson yeah. and Aaron Andrews and Rinaldi and that whole crew. Yeah. Um, I, I'd be okay with that. They should be able to protect their investment and have one veto. But for the most part, we want the games that matter to be in those national exclusive windows, don't we? And for that reason, I would say, even though it'd be inconvenient for season ticket holders like Mason, every game after eight, after uh, week eight, they should be allowed to flex if they want to. Would I wouldn't you, say would every. Be- I would just give them a couple per year. Because I think there's a couple, like, you know, the NBA has it. They flex them. But it's it's out of a national TV, but not the timing, not the time. I would let I would give Amazon two per year and ESPN two per year, so you can just get rid of the real dog games, right? That's right. A, that's an in between. I like your veto. Like we all thought Denver was going to be really yeah. good this year. They kind of haven't been. Yeah. We thought Carolina with Bryce Young would be okay. They stink. Terrible. The Jets we all thought would have Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. They stink. The Giants are terrible. Yeah. Uh, the Steelers are normally great this year. They've terrible. been kind of hit and miss. Um, although they keep yeah. winning. Um, yeah. So Buffalo, we thought was going to be great. They're better. And, and they're, yeah, you know, yeah. struggle a little impr- bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, would so be, so I think be two okay. per network is fine. So yeah. that, 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 that's, that's nine weeks. You can flex twice mm-hmm. to avoid the really bad games. Cause it's, it's good to have, it's good to have a, a different people in there all the time. Otherwise it would just be the, you know, the Lakers and the Warriors and the, and the, the marquee teams in the NBA, they always have the the hardest schedules because they always have to play in all the national TV games. Right. Right. And they always get backloaded to the second half of the year when people are paying attention. And Yeah. I, um, I just think that it'd be better if we had great games yeah. in those exclusive windows. Okay. Coming up next is game of games. It is Ramona's game. Um, Bergman has already won the month, so this game will count towards January, but um, <laughs> it uh, it should be interesting. Brian, Laura, and I are in for sure, and Laura, as we speak, is I think Graham, um, who's uh, one of the people on our staff, is going to play, and I think she may go corral Trish, too, and okay. uh, we'll, uh, we'll have plenty of participants for the final game of games of 2023. MoMA will host it, and it's next. ESPN LA. All right, no mace today, but we have a full house to play the last game of games of the year. It is Momo's game, and we welcome to the show our friend Trish Kinsey, who um, <laughs> Trish has worked here longer than I have. What was your first year at ESPN? Oh, God. Um, well, I started up with, in the other back, building. Yeah, back in the, in the across the street from Arby's. Yeah. Yeah, and, um, and Trish is the person I call whenever I can't figure anything out. She's kind of in case <laughs> of emergency, break glass. I ask her ridiculous questions all the time, and she's nice enough to come in and help us out today. She's going to play, and then Graham Metzger is going to play. Um, Graham, what is your official title at this place? We'll just call it Fun and Games Department. Too. Hey. Uh, they got a G- GKB title, but Director we're holding it down at yeah. the uh, oh, fun and, Yeah, there. no, you're on the Fun and Games staff, which right. is a good place to be. I like it. So, okay, you know, Momo, you got Let five. You this. got five players. You got Brian. You got Laura. You got Graham. You got Trish, and you got me. Okay. Okay. We have nine questions and a tiebreaker. Good. Okay. And I will. I'm gonna tell you 
Um, I wrote this last night when I was about to go to sleep around 11.30. I go, oh, that's right. I have to do Game of Games. Yeah. So I wrote this as I was falling asleep and the phone was like hitting me in the forehead the whole time. So okay. I have no so idea this if this is going to be good I'm telling you right now, this game's going to crash and burn and those are always Excellent. spectacular. Excellent. Right, okay. Go ahead. What's this is Christmas themed. I couldn't okay. think of any other good thing. I was like, it's Boxing Day. It's Christmas. Uh, oh, that's right. Know. It is Boxing yeah, Day today. Yeah, it's Boxing Day. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So multiple choice should be easy. Okay. Right. Uh, who's okay. keeping score? I am. You got it? Okay. Yeah. Number one. How many ghosts show up in a Christmas carol? Trish. Is it three? No, no it's, it's oh. Everybody gets to go. Oh, shoot. It's, I'm is excited. it three, four, or five? Uh, uh, Trish. No, just, you're going to go around. Okay. Yeah. Well, She's do... so excited. Yeah. Okay. Brian, go Brian, first. Brian, go first. How many ghosts? Uh, five. Okay. Uh, Laura. Five. Graham. Three. Trish. Three. I think it's three. The answer is four. Oh, oh we all got it. She okay. was so excited. That was my question, Momo, on one of my games. <laughs> and you missed it anyway. What are you doing? Oh, all right, number man. two. Okay. Uh, in the movie Miracle on 34th Street, it's based on a real-life department store. Which store is it? Is it Saks Fifth Avenue, FAO Schwartz, or Macy's? Um, Ireland, you go first. No, no, it's Laura goes first. Oh, Laura. Okay, that's order. right. Yeah. Laura. Macy's. Uh, Graham. I'll go FAO. Okay. Trish. Macy's. I think it is Macy's. Brian. I think it is Macy's. It is Macy's. Everyone right. on the board except for Graham. 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 <laughs> Sorry, Graham. It's okay. all good. I just right, wanted Graham, to say you're that. going first this time. Here we go. All right. In Home Alone, where are the McAllisters going on vacation when they leave Kevin behind? Paris, Florida, or Arizona? Graham, uh, you're Graham. Up first. Paris. Uh, Trish. Paris. I don't know the answer, so I'm just going to go with you two. Uh, Paris. Uh, Brian. Okay. I think it is Paris. Laura. Paris. And that is correct. Everybody got it. All right, Graham's Graham on the board. Graham knew that one. Everybody, he was like so confident. Everybody has two, and Graham has one. All right, Trish, you go first this time. Here we go. All right, which country did eggnog come from? Ireland, Belgium, or England? Trish. Belgium. Okay. Well, this would be really, this is me. It would be really embarrassing if the answer is <laughs> Ireland and I missed it. Um, but, so I can't afford to take that chance. I'll, I don't know the answer, but I'll say Ireland. Brian. I'll go Ireland as well. Laura. Ireland. Graham. I'm feeling Belgium. Uh, what is it? The Lomo? answer is England. Nobody <laughs> oh, again. Nobody got it. Son of a. All right. <laughs> Damn. I have, I have to go first this time. Go ahead. Okay. Where did the word and idea for Chrismica come from? Bob Hope, Adam Sandler, or the OC? Who was up first? Me. Yep. Chrismica. Bob Hope, Adam Sandler, or the show, the OC? I, I want to say Adam Sandler, but I think it's too weird for you to just randomly include the show The O.C., <laughs> so I'm going to say The O.C. Brian. I'm right there with you. I think O.C. Okay. Laura. I'm going with The O.C. Graham. Squad ride. We're going with The O.C. Trish. The O.C. You guys are right. It's The O.C. <laughs> it was too it weird. Too I would thought yeah. everyone would say Adam yeah. Sandler. Yeah. Okay. It was it was too weird. Like, yeah. Why would you just randomly pick the O.C.? Uh, All right, uh, Brian, coming back to you. Here we go. Oh, by the way, it's everybody has three <laughs> except Graham, who has two. Go ahead. Okay. What was Frosty the Snowman's nose made out of? A rock, a button, or a carrot? Who's up first? I'll Brian. Go. No, Brian is. Brian. Rock, button, or carrot? I'm going to go button. Okay. Laura. Carrot. Okay. Graham. Rock. Oh, there's three different answers. That I doesn't know. help. But Rock, Trish. button, or carrot? Button. Um, 
I'm Trish said that with some confidence. I'm going button. That is correct. Boom. Oh, button. Oh, All right. Trish got it. I got it. Who else got it? I got that one. Brian got it. All right. Okay. So. It's in the song. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Okay. Uh, uh, Lauren, see, I got to have a Trish poker face. No, you're not number, supposed to. Okay, what we, number is this? Uh, we have three more left. Okay. So, uh, Laura, this one's coming to you. Okay. okay. Boxing Day is celebrated in all of the following countries except. Okay. So, I'm going to name a bunch of countries. You tell me okay. which one it is not celebrated okay. in. Okay. Okay. England, Canada, Australia, France, New Zealand, or Hong Kong? England, one of the one Canada, of those Australia, France, New Zealand, or Hong Kong. One of those does not celebrate Boxing Correct. Day. Okay. Um, Laura. I have no clue, but I'm going with Canada. Okay. Okay, Graham. I'm also feeling Canada. Trish. I'm gonna say Hong Kong. I'm with Trish. I think it's Hong Kong. Brian. I also think Hong Kong. None of you are correct. It is France. Oh. France doesn't celebrate. Probably. France does not celebrate Boxing Very Day. Very odd. All right, it's there, a whole uh, Commonwealth thing. All of those are Commonwealth countries. There are two left, Momo. Yeah, two left. Okay, so that means one of the leaders has to go first. Okay. I'll go first on this and one. And I set this up very. And okay. Trish can go All right. first Ready? on last. Oh, so Brian, you're also in the lead. It's Brian, Trish, and John with four. Um, Laura with three and Graham with two. Graham, you got to get this to stay alive, okay? Man, okay. I'm Jewish. This was the worst game for me to. <laughs> hey, no, 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 no. I won the Jewish game, the only <laughs> game I won, okay? <laughs> okay, which popular Christmas song was actually written for Thanksgiving? Is it Jingle Bells, Silent Night, or Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer? I know this. Okay, well, wait a minute. You don't. You get to go at the end, Laura. Oh, okay. I said okay. I would go first. So, what are the three songs? Jingle Bells, Silent Night, or Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Um, I'm I'm singing Silent Night in my head, and it's all about round young virgin mother and child. So it, it's got to be Jingle Bells, right? I'll I'll say Jingle Bells. Brian, I also think Jingle Bells. Trish, I think Jingle Bells. Laura. Jingle bells. All right, now Graham, you got to go another way here. I was gonna, anyways. I'm feeling Silent Night. It is Jingle Bells. Yeah. Okay. I knew that one. Graham, <laughs> you're out. Thank you for playing. Thanks, guys. That was fun. Yeah. Oh, uh, Graham. Okay. So we love Graham. Laura, you are one back of me, Brian, and Trish. You get to go last. Okay. And if you stay alive, you'll make it into the tiebreaker. All right, Momo. This is the last one, right? Okay. Before the tiebreaker. Yeah. Okay. Go for it. Astronauts broadcast which Christmas song from space in 1965? Okay. Is it White Christmas, Jingle Bells, or Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? Okay, Trish, you have to go first on this one. I don't know. I'm going to say I'm going to say Rudolph. Brian. What was the uh, second choice? So White Christmas? White Christmas, Jingle Bells, or Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? I'm going to go White Christmas on this one. Okay. I'm with Trish. I think it's Rudolph. So, Laura, that means you got to go to the odd one. The one, the, you you got to pick Silent Night, right? <laughs> yeah. No, no, it's, that's not one of the choices. Oh, what are the three? Uh, White Christmas, Jingle Bells, or Rudolph? All right, so you should pick White Christmas so you can stay alive. I wanted to play. I pick Rudolph. But, but if you do, you'll be out. Because okay. Trish and I already picked it. Pick okay. white, trust me, pick white Christmas. Okay. It's the only way you can win. Wait, didn't he? I get, took white Christmas. Yeah, oh, no, took... no, so then you got to pick Jingle Bells. Yeah, I have to pick Jingle Bells. Okay. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> this is hilarious. 
What's the answer? You're strategizing. What about Graham? Does he get to pick? No, he's no, out. He's out. It's Jingle Bells. Oh, oh, boom, Laura. Oh, okay. They're both Jingle Bells. Oh, oh, jingle Bells is the answer okay. to the last two questions. So we have a four-way oh, tie. Oh, I love it. Oh, damn. Okay. Oh, it's a good thing I came up with a tiebreaker, and it's yeah. not the one you told okay, me. Okay, good. Good. All right. This this will decide it. This is the first win of 2024 because Bergman already locked up this month. All right, okay. Momo. What's the tiebreaker? I need this, Momo. What is the average Christmas bonus in the United States? The average holiday bonus that is given out in the United States. Okay? All right. So I'm not going to say about that going over. No, just no? closest. Okay, closest okay? is going to win. It. I think that's going to be okay. Um. Everybody write something down. If you can't write it they down, write it just down. well, you're on the honor system, Trish. All right, I'm yeah. gonna write. I'm gonna write something down. And Brian, did you write something down? Yep. Um, Laura, did you write something down? I did. I did. All right, Trish, you go first. What? What? You, what number? I'm gonna say a thousand dollars. Okay. Okay, Brian, what'd you write down? I wrote a hundred dollars. Oh. <laughs> I, I also wrote a hundred dollars, so I'll you change. Guys are cheap. No. So I'll change. <laughs> I'll change mine to 200 just okay. so I have something different. Okay. Laura, what'd you write down? 300. Okay, so they're down. Now we've got, we've got a winner somehow. All right, so Trisha's a thousand, Laura's at 300, John's at 200, Brian's at 100. What's the answer? 1900. Trisha! Trish! Oh! Way to go! She just walked right in and did that. <laughs> that surprised that's me. That's a lot. Yeah. Also yeah, that's, think yeah. about the people who make a lot of money. Oh, oh they skewed that. Yeah, they they tilt the scale. The average yeah. is usually two to five percent or one week salary. Like you pay somebody double. Yeah. You know, they're the, whatever your week salary is. It's oh, like I didn't that. think about All right, that. So Trish, yeah. give me your honest answer to this question. Okay. Yes. Um, for Christmas, I give everyone on the show money. I don't put any thought into a gift. I give them cash. Is that insensitive on my part? No, absolutely not. Well, that's Lauren Bryant. I gave both of you guys cash. Yeah. Were oh, you yeah. guys excited yeah. or did you think, God, he didn't put any thought into this? What a loser. I thought, oh, great gift. <laughs> Honestly, I was taken back. I wasn't expecting that. So yeah. I'm appreciative. Like, I feel Good. like, you know, sometimes that's the best way. So the, the origin of that story is you guys know Lindsay Theory. Yeah. And um, we love Lindsay. And she got married two years ago to an airline pilot. And um, by the way, they're like, they look like they're out of an L.L. Bean oh, catalog. They're like the world's best <laughs> And then they have couple. these beautiful children. Yeah, and... I mean, it's like ridiculous. Yeah, I know. So, but, so, uh, Lindsay had a, her, reg her wedding registry. And I got her these floating candles that she wanted for her, her <laughs> wedding registry. And I think I paid like 400 bucks for it. And wow. Mason said, um, hey, what'd you get Lindsay? And I told him, he goes, what did yeah. it cost? It was 400 bucks. He goes, I'm giving her cash. Yeah. We're going to do it as, a, it was brilliant by Mason. He goes, we're going to do it as an experiment. So he gave her the exact amount of the cash and I bought her something from her registry. So we had her in the show and we made her tell us. Was okay, it Tuesday? Yeah. We said, "You're not. We're not letting you leave until you give us an answer. What did you prefer, the gift off your registry, which is something you asked for, or the cash?" And there's this long pause. She goes, "I don't want to say." We go, you're, "We're not letting you off until you say." She goes, "Cash." Yeah. People <laughs> never complain about right, yeah. cash. I have stuff on Show my registry that I was that people got for me that I have never opened. Right. Me too. Yeah. China. So that's why you can never go China. wrong. I'm like, I don't need cash. this. 
Okay, we got to wrap it up. Uh, yeah. Coming up next, thank you, Trish, for playing. Look at her, just and happy holidays. Right walks right in and chucks up the victory. Um, Momo, happy holidays to you How and the was boys. That game? Not, ter- not was, terrible. Did it not was suck. good. Uh, everybody out there listening, have a happy new year. Coming up next, Sedano and Cap, best of ESPN LA.